0: This is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Acts chapter 1. Would you open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 1 verse 8? Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says this. You look on your screens. We have that on the screens. There. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, Just look in your Bible if you don't have it. And um, it says this, but you shall receive, this was Jesus, by the way, to his disciples, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I want you to notice what it says. And in fact, repeat it after me. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Say and you shall be witnesses. Father, I pray that as we open your word today, Holy Spirit, that you would unfold it. Un, un, unfold it. Help, help us to see what you have for us, what you're saying to us today. As it says in Revelation, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. And we who have ears to hear, let us hear what the Spirit says to Memphis Tabernacle today. Come on, just tell him. I open my heart to hear what you're saying to me today, in Jesus' name. And all of us said together, "Amen, Amen." Hey, do you know the Holy Spirit is a controversial subject for a lot of churches? I said a lot of churches. Uh, in fact, some people, some some pastors don't even feel comfortable talking about the Holy Spirit because it divides. It, it the subject of the Holy Spirit, div, he doesn't divide. But the subject of the Holy Spirit divides a lot of people. They talk about the Holy Spirit. Someone say, like, "Oh, are you charismatic? Oh, are you Pentecostal? Oh, are you Baptist?" You know, someone say, like, "I'm Baptist." You know, they get getting all these terms and all these things because they want to know what you are and what you aren't. And it, what it does is it causes you to it causes you to put yourself in a position from where you hear the Word of God. Where am I? Am I going to hear with Baptist ears? Am I going to hear from, with Charismatic ears? Am I going to hear from Pentecost? Am I going to hear from Episcopalian? Am I going to hear from Presbyterian? Am I going to hear from Methodist? Am I going to hear? Which ears do you have on today? And Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I couldn't speak to you as spiritual, but as carnal, not because they were you know, smoking drugs and sleeping around with one another. No, it was because they were divided because they had different places that they all sat. Well, this is what I believe. Well, this is where I am. Well, this is where... So Paul's like, I couldn't speak to you. I had to speak to you kind of shallow because you're all divided. That's not our church. Amen? Can I tell you, could you take off those filters? I'm not saying forget what you've heard. I'm saying quit trying to interpret the word of God through your... Well, this is what I... This is what I hold on to. Jesus said your traditions... What you've held on to have actually made the word of God of no effect. Ouch. Let's not do that today. Amen. We're, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit for a little bit. Unfiltered Holy Spirit today. Can we do that? Unfiltered Holy Spirit today. Just say unfiltered Holy Spirit today. And, uh, and and let's just have ears to hear and take off those filters. You may have been taught that tongues is the devil. As I've heard some people come and say Really? I've always thought that's the devil. Tongues aren't the devil. Actually, they said the Holy Spirit and and the Spirit, you know, and things were of the devil back in Jesus' day. Remember, Jesus had to go say, how can I cast out Beelzebub with Beelzebub? And they accused him of those kinds of things back then, too. But let me just tell you, don't believe me, believe the word. Can we just open God's word and let the Holy Spirit, and and see what you believe, okay, according to the word. I'm just going to walk you down a few things Uh, today. But the main point I want to get across is this. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is for every believer today. The baptism in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit is for every believer today. I don't care where, how you were raised. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, it's for every believer today. And God wants everyone to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and with the Holy Spirit. That's the main thing I'm trying to get across today. I just want to, nothing, nothing hidden agenda. That's my agenda. Is that everyone be baptized in the Holy Spirit today? <laughs> is that good? <laughs> well, I hope so, right? Okay, I'm going to answer five questions, and here's the five questions that I al- that I always hear about that. Didn't I receive the Holy Spirit when I got saved? I'm already baptized. I mean, if when I got saved, that's what I was taught. Again, lay that filter aside. Didn't I? No, not necessarily. And I'll go over that. Number two is why do I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? I heard one person say. I don't know if I want that. You want that. You want you want the Holy Spirit, yeah. Why do Why do I? Number three is: Is the baptism of the Holy Spirit for everyone, or is it just for some? Does He say, "Well, it's for the ones who are got their act together, or have been around this, have experienced"? No, 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 no. Is the Holy Spirit for uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit for everyone? Number four is: What happens when I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit? Do I become weird? Well, if you're already weird, you're probably going to stay weird. <laughs> if you're not weird, you'll probably maybe not be weird. But let me do, do tell you the results of someone being baptized in the Holy Spirit. You do see in the Bible that they looked at them and they said, are they drunk? Right? You know why? What do drunk people look like? They're free. <laughs> no, they don't give a flip. They don't, give, they don't care what you think. Right, They're sitting there and they're like, huh? how you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. Bap- baptized people aren't weird. They're free. And some people need to get free. Come on, somebody. Some, some people need to get free. Yeah. So what happens? Freedom, empowerment. Jesus said, you'll receive power, right? You'll be witnesses. There's things that happen. Uh oh! Someone says, where did, "What church did I walk into this morning?" I just, I'm just visiting. <laughs> I'm just visiting. You came on the right day today, because I'm. Not, this is not. Again, this is. I'm not coming and saying this is our denomination. This is our beliefs. No, I'm just saying this is. What do you believe? People go. What do you believe? The Bible. What do you believe about the Holy Spirit? Um, Book of Acts. Same thing. The church believe. Yeah, the the others that don't believe that are the anomaly. Are the out, out outside. We're just going to come back to that. And then number five is how do I receive the Holy Spirit? How do I receive? So we're going to go over those five things. Number one is this. Didn't I receive the Holy Spirit when I got saved? Didn't I receive the Holy Spirit when I uh, got saved? Well, when you were saved, you might want to take notes on this so you can go back and remember. When you were saved, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. I said when you were saved, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, It says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And what is that body? The body of Christ. Christ. So when you were saved, you were baptized into the body of Christ. And who baptized you into the body of Christ? The Holy Spirit. So you see the Holy Spirit baptized you. Like for instance, this morning, when someone was baptized here, what were they baptized in? Water, right? Water. It's not grape juice. It's not beer. It's just it's just water, right? It's just water. They were baptized in water. When you're saved, you're baptized into Jesus. And who baptized you? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Okay. Um. After you're saved, disciples baptize you in water. Why do you, Why do you say disciples? You don't have to be a a preacher. You don't have to have certain you know, degree. You don't have to be ordained. A Disciple. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you can baptize someone. You can go baptize someone in your bathtub. Right? Disciples baptize other believers and here's where it says that. In Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, Jesus said go therefore, who is he talking to? He was talking to his disciples. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Notice, you go find people, once they come to Jesus, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son. That's why this morning we baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, just out of obedience to Jesus. But disciples baptize. Um, now, the third is then Jesus baptizes us in or with the Holy Spirit. I said Jesus baptizes us in or with the Holy Spirit. So the first baptism which is the baptism into the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit baptizes you. The third baptism, Jesus baptizes you in or with the Holy Spirit. I'm just coming back to what the Scripture says on it, okay, just straight out of the Scripture. Jesus baptized. Let me show you some Scriptures on that. Number one is in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Remember John the Baptist? (laughs) Would you like that name? What's your name? John, I'm the Baptist. Yeah, yeah. John the Baptist. That's not his last name. That was his, you know, what he did. I'm the Baptist. Um, And he said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he who is coming after me, who is he talking about? He who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Who who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit? Jesus. And you saw that in the book of Acts. Tongues of fire came upon them, and and Jesus, Jesus' command was to don't depart. Go get baptized, right? Jesus will baptize you. Do you know if theologically these can't be the same? If the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus and Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit, well, they're two different things. Some people say, well, they're the same thing. They happen at the same time. Theologically, well, they can't be. They're two different things. And I'll show you some scriptures in there where they're, they're two distinct things. They could happen right together, but they're two distinct things. Grammatically, they can't even be the same. You have two different things. One baptized them, the other another them. Okay, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Another point is it's in every gospel. You know, in the Bible, they have the synoptic gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, all three of those, they flow together, and then John was written after Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the synoptic gospels. They record the birth of Jesus, and they go right into the beheading of John, which is the third year of Jesus' ministry. So Matthew, uh, one, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all skip over the first and second year of Jesus' ministry. John comes back, and uh, it was written in 70 A.D., and he includes the first two years of Jesus' ministry. So in John, there are things like the the wedding at Cana, and there's there's many stories that you hear just in John, that are just in John. Uh, But so it's, you don't find all of the stories in all four of the Gospels. But can I tell you, two important things that you find in all the Gospels. One is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And number two is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You find them in all four Gospels. Why? Because they're primary. It's very, very important to the Lord. Here's where it says, we just read in Matthew, here's where it says in Mark chapter one, I indeed baptize you with water, but he, Jesus, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Notice, not, baptize, not, baptize, not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Salvation is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's baptizing you into jesus but the baptism with the holy spirit or in the holy spirit he says i will baptize you with the." jesus will baptize you with the holy spirit luke chapter 3 verse 16 says john answered saying to all again we went to matthew mark this is luke john 3 16 jesus answered saying to all i indeed baptize you with water but one who is mightier than i will come and his sandal strap, I'm not worthy to lose. He will baptize you. Say it out loud with me. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Who will baptize you? Jesus will. Okay, then we go to John. That was Matthew, Mark, Luke. Let's go to John. In John 1, it says, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him. Who did the Spirit descend and remain on? It was Jesus. Do you know that before that time, no other human being do you see in the Bible that the Spirit descended and remained on? No other. It always descended on, like you see Saul, you know, King Saul. The Holy Spirit came, or the, you know, the Holy Spirit came upon Saul, but then Saul did the wrong thing, and the Holy Spirit left. David, you know, in the Bible, King David, Holy Spirit came upon him, and then he slept with Bathsheba, killed her husband, kind of bad, you know, and then he came back in um, Psalm chapter 51, and he said, create in me a clean heart, and take not your Holy Spirit from me, why, because the Holy Spirit came upon people, and came up, notice Jesus was the first one, that he descended, and remained on him, he's the one who baptizes with, it says, in fact, read that last part with me, this is the one who baptizes, say it with me, this is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit, so there's, in our Christian life, there's salvation, there's water baptism, and there's Holy Spirit baptism. There are three distinct things that happen in your life. To get you into heaven, you need to be saved, you need to be baptized in Christ Jesus. And, on, and, and if, if something happened and you know your life was taken or if it was the end of the world or if the rapture of the church came and all this happens you're going to heaven why because you're baptized in christ jesus but he says to get water baptized and then to get holy spirit baptized number two why do i need to be baptized in the holy spirit if i'm saved why is that well um let me ask you who's the greatest example we have in our lives jesus wwjd what would jesus do right uh let me tell you jesus was saved was baptized in water and was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus also said to his disciples when he left, the very last thing he said was before you leave, make sure, he he didn't say he suggested to them, you know what would be good for your ministries, guys? No, he commanded them, do not depart until you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, until you receive the Holy Spirit. So, Two of the reasons, I mean, I, we can go on with multiple. This could be a whole series. I'm just kind of touching on some points. Why would I want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Well, one, Jesus was, Jesus, some would say, are you saying Jesus was born again? Well, he wasn't born again because he was born right the first time. He didn't need to be born again, right? He was born, and he was born sinless, lived sinless. He was the son of God, but he was baptized. In fact, we just read that uh, back here in John chapter 1, verse 33. It says that the Spirit, he was uh he was baptized with water, John one thirty three. Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him. So he wasn't only baptized physically in water, but he was baptized. The Holy Spirit came upon him and stayed upon him. He was baptized or immersed. The word baptism, baptizo, is just immersed to be dunked. You dunk a donut in uh, in in milk. That's baptism. Someone, like, oh, I get baptism now. I get no now, no. No, that's, that's what baptism is, right? Jesus was baptized in water, but he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, came upon him and stayed upon him. So Jesus was saved. Jesus was uh, 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 water baptism and baptism in the Spirit. In Acts chapter one, the very last commandment, again, not suggestion that Jesus gave, was he said in Acts chapter one, verse four, I want you to look at that, write that down in your own Bibles, because I want you to be convinced of this. Acts chapter one, verse four says, and being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, very last thing he told him before he leave. Like, by the way, if I'm gonna say, hey, I'm gonna leave guys, I'm not gonna see you anymore, but let me just, let's just give, let me just tell you the last thing. This is what Jesus said. It's kind of the very last thing he said here. And being assembled together, but to wait, he said, uh, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem because they wanted to get out and tell the good news. He said, but to wait for the promise of the father. Who was the promise of the father? Let me just make sure you understand. He said, don't depart, but wait for the promise of the Father. Did the promise of the Father already descend upon them? No. But he said, wait for the promise of the Father. And that's what we're celebrating, by the way, is Pentecost. He said, which he said, you have heard from me. When did he hear? Well, we know in John 14. We know in John 16 that he said, I'm going to send a comforter. I'm going to send a helper. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you, right? He's already told him that, but he's saying, I just want to remind you what I told you. For John truly baptized, then Jesus goes and kind of says the same thing that was said in, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. He says, for, Jesus, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be, read it with me, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Who is he talking to? Believers? Yes. Disciples? Yes. Were they baptized with the Holy Spirit? No. They had to wait for it. By the way, we don't have to wait anymore. They waited. The Holy Spirit's already uh, available to us, so they waited. And then in Acts chapter two, they waited for the Holy Spirit. So why should we be baptized? Because Jesus commanded. His disciples were his disciples today, and Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't operate on this uh, on this earth as a man. Jesus was all God. Is all God. Jesus was all man. When he was, he's on this earth, Jesus is all man. Jesus ascended into heaven. Jesus, when he operated on earth, he operated as a man and as an example of a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's why it says in Philippians chapter 2, he emptied himself. What did he empty himself of? Of all the divine power. It's not, it's not that he stopped being God. He's still God. God. He just operated as a man who was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that's why it says in Luke chapter 4 that he was empowered by the Spirit, he was filled with the Spirit, and he was led by the Spirit. Well, if he, was, if he did all those things just because he was God, he wouldn't need to be do- doing those things by the Spirit. No, but he did those things as a man, as our example. So that he can show us how to live. That's why he said the works that I did, you can't do because I'm God and you're not. No, he didn't say that. He said the works that I do, you can do also in greater works. Why? Because you can also be empowered. You can also be baptized. You can also receive what Jesus. So he was our example and he commanded us to do that. Can you see that? Okay. Now, he said, wait for the promise of the spirit. Now, number three, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit for everyone? Because some people think, well, that's just for some people. No, is it for everyone? Well, Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came down in the, uh, on the day of Pentecost, how many did he fill with the Spirit? Well, he did about 80%, right? Because there was some who, 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 who weren't thinking right, didn't really fully commit. No, the Bible says he filled them all. How many does he want to baptize in this room today? All. Oh. oh, man, serious? Is that what the service is about? Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. Listen. Holy Spirit came down the day of Pentecost and fully come. Uh Peter stands up and he preaches this little message. Remember, they they saw them baptized with the Holy Spirit, speaking other tongues and all those things, and then, he, and then they looked at him and they're like, man, are they drunk? What's going on with them? Peter stands up and says, they're not drunk, but this is what Joel spoke about in the Old Testament. He says, upon my men servants and my maid servants, and God will pour out his spirit on all flesh, and the young will prophesy, the old will dream dreams, the, 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 the young will see visions, and he starts speaking. This is what the word of God says. This is what we've been waiting for, guys. That's what he says. But then it says in verse 37, after Peter preaches this little message, look at Acts 2.37. It says, when they heard Peter say this, they were cut to the heart. What does that mean? It means they either, like, affected them deeply. And said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, well, men and brethren, what shall we do? See, when you find out new information, you kind of want to know, well, what do I do with that? What do I do with that info? And that's what people still are asking. That's maybe what you're asking today. That's a good question. Well, I want you to notice what Peter said in response. Watch for, by the way, the three baptisms in here in this next statement. He said, then Peter said to them, this is Acts 2.38, repent. <laughs> what does that mean? Get saved. Get saved. Turn around, right? Change your thinking. Repent and let every one of you be baptized. What is that? Water right? Turn your life around, get saved, get baptized in water. And notice what it says, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Did it stop there? For some it did, but notice what he says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) You see all three right there. You see uh, salvation, you see water baptism, you see the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to notice it's the gift of the Holy Spirit, not the gifts of the Holy Spirit the gift of the Holy Spirit. It would be like if I came up and I said to somebody, hey, I'm going to give you my car, right? And then you walked outside, you're like, okay, where is it? And I'm like, oh, did I say my car? Yeah, it's the bumper of my car. I'm going to give you the bumper of my car. And I said, that's my car, right? Well, no. When he says he's going to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit, it, the gift is the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit comes with gifts, right? He, he is the gift that keeps on giving. He's the gift That's filled with the gifts. So listen, you don't just want the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You want the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit himself. And he comes with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So many times we can emphasize the gifts. We can emphasize, you know, tongues. We can emphasize power. We can emphasize boldness. We can emphasize joy. We can emphasize freedom and all those kinds of things that come with the Holy Spirit. But listen, we have to receive the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives, okay? So you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, remember to wait for the promise. Wait for the promise of the Spirit. Was he just talking to those 120? Because some people say, well, he poured out his Spirit on those 120, but that that day has ceased. He's not pouring out his Spirit anymore. It was just that particular day. Well, the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was very clear. That's That's the person of the Holy Spirit and the baptism that comes with him of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Acts chapter 2 verse 39 is the response to this. Notice what Peter says. For the promise is to you. The promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to you. Who is that? It's to the people right there. He says, and to your children. Who is that? It's their children. <laughs> is that pretty clear? Yes. Their children, yeah. And to all, say All. all all who are afar off, as many as the Lord God will call. In other words, needs to be believers, right? I remember praying for someone and trying to get them baptized with the Holy Spirit, trying to get them to receive. And then I'm thinking something's blocked up here. And I said, wait, have you ever received Jesus as the Lord of your life? Nope. (laughs) Oh, there's the problem. Well, you gotta be saved. You gotta receive Jesus in your life first, right? And so, but as many as the Lord God will call. Listen, the promise of the Holy Spirit is to you to your children, and to all who are far off. The promise of the Holy Spirit is to us today. Every one of us can be baptized with the Holy Spirit today. But this is the first time I've ever heard it. (laughs) But you've heard it. You've heard it. Right? We get to receive the gift too. The gift is for us today. Let me give you some more examples beyond the upper room right there. Acts chapter eight, we see that Philip goes to Samaria and he preaches Christ to them. What happens when you preach the gospel? People get saved. They were saved, they were water baptized and they received the Holy Spirit. Look at Acts chapter eight, verse 12. It says, when they believed, Philip, uh, Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, And the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. I want you to notice, when they saved, they believed. What does that mean? They were believers. How do you become a believer? Well, he who believes will be saved, right? You believe and baptize, you'll be saved, right? So it's important to be saved, to get saved. How do you become a believer? You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice it says at the end of this verse, both men and women were baptized. That's baptized with water. They were saved they were baptized with water. Now, two verses later, you'd think if, if that's all you needed, if that's all you needed was to be saved and baptized with water, then they'd say, well, they got what they wanted. Let's move on, find the next people. No, it says now, verse 14, Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, what does that mean? They were believers. They sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Well, wait, if they'd already received the Holy Spirit, why'd they have to pray for him? They were already believers. Because receiving the Holy Spirit's different. It's a separate baptism. It's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Don't believe me. Believe the Bible, okay? Believe the Bible. So here, and here's Paul. He, or here, the apostles. They go and they prayed for believers that they would receive the Holy Spirit. And then it says in verse 16, it says, for as, as of yet, he, the Holy Spirit, had fallen upon none of them. They'd only been baptized in the name of the Lord. <laughs> you know, that's where, that's where a lot of Christians are sitting. They've only been baptized in the name of Jesus. while well, they're going to heaven. They're my brothers. They're my sisters. But notice that the apostles went down to them and they said, oh, the Holy Spirit hasn't fallen upon them yet. They've only been baptized in the name of the Lord. <laughs> I know some of you, I'm looking at you. Some of you are like sitting there like, are you saying, yeah? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Listen, for that he'd fallen upon none of them. They'd only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then what happened? They laid their hands on them. Who? Believers, Christians, and they received the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you? We need to receive the Holy Spirit. Let me, in fact, ask you a question. Did you receive Jesus? Then why wouldn't you receive the Holy Spirit? These people had received Jesus, but they hadn't received the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Many believers, they've been saved, they've been baptized in water, but they haven't received the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Acts chapter 10, I'm not going to go into it, but Acts chapter 10, then the Gentiles received uh, salvation, and when they heard the gospel, they received the Holy Spirit too. Then Acts chapter nineteen, some tw- some twenty twenty years plus later, after the upper room, after this, here's what happened. It happened that Apollos was at Corinth. That Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. Here's Paul, Apollos, and having found some disciples, what were they? What does that mean? Were they believers? Were they saved? Were they going to heaven? Were they Christians? He found some disciples and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Well, wait, if they've already received the Holy Spirit, why did he ask them that? Here, maybe Paul just didn't know. Maybe Paul didn't understand these things. Can I tell you, Paul is the, the most prominent apostle of all times. He wrote over a third of the New Testament. In fact, he wrote over, that's a third more than you. And I, (laughs) he wrote of the New Testament. And he said, there's things I can't even share because I have so much revelation you couldn't receive it. Paul knew some things about Jesus and things about the Holy Spirit. But he comes and asks these believers, did you receive the Holy Spirit after you received Jesus? What? I've never been taught that. (laughs) Now you have. That's scripture. Well, I've been taught something else. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Believers need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and with the Holy Spirit. All believers, I believe. Not, not for, does that mean you're not saved? No, you're saved. You're just not empowered the way you need to be. That's why Jesus said you'll receive power. When those, wait, are you, what about this? See, all these examples. What about this person? What about, I didn't say it, Jesus said it. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you, right? No. Don't try to put that filter back on. Just take that filter. Just unfiltered Holy Spirit right here, okay? So if we receive the Holy Spirit when we, um, he said, uh, uh, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? Going on, he says, uh, they said to him, we've not so much even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. <laughs> I know that some people, one person I was, we were teaching on the Holy Spirit and they said, man, I'd never even, we, we always said in our church, Father, Son, and Holy Scripture. They didn't know what to do with the Holy Spirit and that's common. Is that not common? You've heard of that? Yeah, that's common. They don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit, but I'm showing you what to do. You have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. We don't. We haven't even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit, and he said to them, well, then, into what were you baptized? He's kind of going, let's check. Are you saved? What the heck have you been baptized into? He says, what have you been baptized into? So they said, well, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance saying the people should believe on him who uh, who would come after him. In other words, John is leading them to Jesus and the believing in Jesus which gets them saved. Okay, so he knew they were saved. That is on Christ Jesus. Verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What's that? That's water baptism. So he's saying we we did John led us to the baptism of repentance that's the baptism into Jesus and so when they heard this they were baptized they were water baptized and but was that enough well you got everything you need no verse 6 says but when Paul laid hands on them who believers disciples people who had now been baptized into Jesus and also been baptized into water It says that Paul laid hands on them and the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. How did that happen? I don't know, but it happened. And Jesus said, do it. You know, if you get to the place where you have to understand everything with your head before you receive the things of the Lord, you'll be held back here's what you should do. Instead of saying, can I understand it like Thomas did, Jesus said, if you want to understand it, I'll show it to you. But blessed are they who believe. You have to get to the place where not you say, I have to understand it first, but to where you say, I have to know that it's in the word first. Because if it's in the word, I believe it. Somebody say, if it's in the word, I believe it. Now, there's three that bear witness. There's many, 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 many things. I could go and show you this, but there's three that bear witness. Bear witness just means show something. If you go into court and they say, do you have any witnesses? And they say, I have three witnesses. These are the three witnesses. There's three that bear witness, First John says, in heaven, and there's three that bear witness on earth. Bear witness of what? Of the supernatural, that God's real. Here's the three that bear witness, First John 5, 7. It says there's three that bear witness in heaven. What's that? The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Who's the Word of God? Well, John 1 tells us in the beginning was the Word, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. In the book of Revelation, it says that he was called the Word of God. He's Jesus, right? So there's three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. We see all three of these, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. They bear witness of the supernatural in heaven. But we see here the very next verse, I want you to see the three baptisms here on earth, the three on earth. And there are three that bear witness here on earth, The spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree. Well, the spirit is who? The Holy Spirit. The water is who? Water baptism. And the blood is who? The blood of Jesus. Without the blood of shedding of blood, they have no remission of sin. You need Jesus in your life to wash away all of your sins. Some people say, I just need the Holy Spirit. No, you need the blood of Jesus to wash you from all of your sins. You need to be water baptized so that you can know your behind is in the behind, is behind you get your behind behind you right get your past behind you that's what water baptism does salvation gets you into a new life in christ jesus water baptism puts the old under it gets the behind in your past and what does holy spirit baptism does it empowers your future it empowers your future it empowers what god has i believe that the lord wants to baptize every single person that'll receive um with but what happens when i'm baptized what happens when i'm baptized that's what i want to know you know i'm like like even i'll go get in the water but what does that mean what happens well uh, when you're saved you become new you get into heaven uh you don't have to be water baptized to get saved just like the thief on the cross right he's not on the cross and he's like remember me i'm sorry i didn't get water baptized yet no no jesus looked at him and said i would but you didn't get water baptized yet (laughs) no no he says i'll remember you right in my kingdom like he received jesus right there on the cross you can receive jesus right there and you'll be saved that's what gets you into heaven some people just stop there um The baptism in water, it's when the old person's cut off again. And then the baptism in the Spirit is when you're empowered to walk in the new, in the new life that he has for you. I remember reading this story about D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody, Moody Bible Institute, and just an awesome man of God. He pastored in Chicago, but he wasn't filled with the Spirit, wasn't baptized in the Spirit, and didn't teach that and didn't believe that. And these two old ladies uh, came up to him, you know, from his congregation. Little old ladies came up and said, Pastor Moody, we're praying for you that you'd be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he looked at him and he said, well, I I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Spirit, when I got saved, they said, Okay, we're praying for you. He was very cordial. Okay, thank you for your prayers. And they said, Okay, Bash Moody, we're praying for you. By the way, watch out for those little old ladies. <laughs> You know what he did? He, 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 he got down the road in his life, in his ministry, and he started seeing lack of power, lack of results, the lack of. And he, and he started studying that baptism in the Holy Spirit, got down in his basement, opened the Word of God, and started studying about it, and you know what happened? He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. He got baptized, D.L. Moody got baptized. And then he comes and he starts preaching some of the same messages he preached before that were powerless. And what happened? Hundreds would start coming to the Lord. He'd start seeing power in his ministry. Well, people don't want to bring up that part of D.L. Moody. But I'm telling you, where was his power? He was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Remember in the book of Acts, there was people, the disciples uh, were baptized. And the Bible said about them, people would look at them and said, they're the ones who's turned the world upside down. Well what happened? They were baptized. It's not a light issue, and it's nothing you need to be worried about, but it, but the Holy Spirit doesn't need to be received just like Jesus needs to be received. There's many places in the book of Acts. They begin to be witnesses. they had power, they begin to speak in tongues and have a prayer language. Let me say this one more thing about why we why it's important and what happens. You know, in the Bible, in the tabernacle of Moses, the tabernacle of Moses, I know we talk about Memphis tabernacle. Some people don't really understand that because we don't use the word very much. But the tabernacle of Moses had three stations, so to speak, that they had to walk by. One was an altar, one was a laver, and one was a flask. Okay, And you had to walk into, these are the three things, as a type of our Christian life. They had to walk into the tabernacle, enter his gates. How do we get into the presence of the Lord? Through Jesus, right? I'm the door. I'm the door. Where was the ultimate goal to get to? To the holy of holies, to the presence of God, which we really couldn't get through now until the blood of Jesus, right? But when they first walked in, they had to walk past the altar, and the altar was the place where they killed the lamb and shed the blood. It represents our salvation, you can't get into the presence of God without the shedding of blood. The next thing they had to go up to is they had to go by the laver, and it was had water, and they had to wash. What was that? It's a type of water baptism. <laughs> I know that there's some people, I believe, that have been saved and they've never been water baptized, and so there's still things that they're just trying to shed off. And they had, to, they had to wash. And then the next thing, they didn't go right into the holy place in the holy of holies. The next place they did is they had to walk to the flask. And what was that? It was the oil. Representation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They had to be anointed with oil. Walk into the holy place. Walk into the holiest of holy place. I know that there's people today that want to be saved. They want to be baptized. And then they just want to go, well, I'm not going to deal with that oil and baptism. But then they just want to walk right into the presence of God and receive all the fullness that God has for them. Do you know in the Old Testament, if someone walked in to the holiest of holy place in an unworthy manner, do you know what would happen? Death. And there's some people who don't know why they can't experience the fullness of the presence of God. And I believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit, just like you receive Jesus by faith, receiving the Holy Spirit in your life is the key for you. I believe it with all my heart. Jesus, I believe, believes it with all his heart. That's why it was the last thing. He said, so my last point, how do you receive the Holy Spirit? How do you receive the Holy Spirit? Let me give you just a few points. Listen, lean in right now. I believe this is some of the most important thing for your Christian life. You have to believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit is for you today. You don't have to do anything else today if you're a believer. You have to believe that the gift of the Holy Spirit is for you today. If you're saved, you're ready to receive the Holy Spirit if you've received Jesus, every person in here, well, I don't know if I've straightened this out. I don't know if I believe. I don't know. If you believe that Jesus wants to baptize you and this gift is for you, listen, wherever you are, you have to believe that this gift is for you today. And you have to know that you, if you're saved, you're ready. If you're saved, you're ready to receive. Another thing you have to do is, it says in uh, um Hebrews chapter 11, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And some people think that God's a pusher, that he's going to just push the Holy Spirit on you. Like I was sitting there and I was like, I don't want, I don't want him. I don't want that. Oh, I did you. And they're like, what happened? No, he's not a pusher. I'm not trying to do that. But I tell you what, he will give to those who will be, receive. And how do you receive? By faith. Well, I don't feel anything. I said by faith, not by feeling. Some people get saved And they feel, they have goosebumps and they, oh, I got a chill down my spine. Someone else got saved and they say, what did you feel? "Hmm, I didn't feel anything. I feel like I'm going to go eat. I'm hungry. You don't operate by feeling. You operate by everything you receive from the Lord. Healing, deliverance, the Holy Spirit. I sense the presence of the Holy Spirit in this room right now as we're talking. Listen, listen, he's here to feel I believe right now he's filling people. Right now. People who would receive him. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now before we leave. I'm not going to call you out, ask you to do anything, ask you to perform. I'm just going to ask you to be open and I'm going to pray for you. And I believe that people in this room right now, you're going to have every person in this room will have an opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit today. You have to expect to receive today. Expect to receive today. I want to tell you what to expect. Well, expect Him to, just like filling a glass or filling a pitcher, expect Him to fill your heart. And the Bible says in the book of Acts that they were filled and they spoke with other tongues. Notice it didn't say the Holy Spirit spoke, it says they spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the Holy Spirit filled, but they spoke, which means that in order to speak in tongues, you have to speak in tongues. What do I speak? The Holy Spirit will fill you. Well, what am I saying? I don't know. But it's the Holy Spirit that fills you, but it's your mouth that speaks. So I know that some people get this like sort of dry heave when they I go what you, what's going on man? I'm trying to I'm trying to speak. Well, you don't speak that way. You don't dry heave, you start speaking. Ah, yeah, come on everybody, ah. Yeah, you start speaking, right? You put your own voice to it, but you allow allow the Holy Spirit to fill. Now listen, tongues isn't the Holy Spirit. Tongues is a gift. Tongues is a gift. So I don't want to put the focus there. Just like power is not the Holy Spirit, power is a gift. It's something that's a company. But I do want to teach you that in your own private time, in your own, in, in your own way, some people, I've laid hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit, and then they get home, and they're in the shower, and they, they go, "Ha! Oh, Lord, I love you. And then they go, Oh, that thing came. And they come back, That thing came. I go, What thing? Oh, I, don't, I don't know, but it was, something, it was something there. It was a spiritual language that came and anything you have uh, i've been Tiffany and i've been married for 22 years and we have to exercise our communication with one another or else it goes out you have to exercise your communication with the holy spirit i believe believers should pray in the spirit every day paul the apostle said i pray in tongues more than all, all of you i pray in tongues more than all y'all so you have to exercise you have to exercise that disregard all fear It's another thing. Disregard all fear from false teaching. Things you've been taught, bad theology. Reject it. Repent from it. Repent from it. Some people just need to repent. Well, I was born and raised. Well, you need to repent of that. Because you're holding on to things that God has more for you. Repent uh, of that you might receive something else some people say well if i if i if i if i pray what if i receive a demon well jesus said in luke chapter 11 if an earthly father asked for uh you know a, a bread would he give him a stone if he asked for an egg would he give him a scorpion if he asked for a fish would give he? he goes on he says how much more does the heavenly father would he give the holy spirit to them who ask listen if you ask for the holy spirit he's not going to give you a demon oh i pray for the holy spirit no he's not gonna to give you the spirit disregard all fear and false teaching another thing listen just and i'm I'm about to call you to do this right now open your mouth wide literally just open your mouth breathe in receive of the holy spirit even right now come on just open your mouth receive receive of the holy spirit don't crowd around others to see are they speaking what are they don't worry about them I want you to do this right now. If you'd like to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray for you all together. And I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit to come upon you just like in the book of Acts. I want you to do this. Would you just take your hands, close your eyes right where you are. Would you take your hands and would you open them up to the Lord? Just put yourself in a receiving mode right where you are. Come on, every person in here, just put yourself in a receiving mode. I sense Just a sweet, sweet, sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. This This is going to be a, I prophesy, this is going to be a regular occurrence here at this place. People are going to walk in and be saved and be filled with the Spirit. Right now, we open up our hands. Tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I receive you today. I receive you today. Would you ask Jesus, Jesus, baptize me. In the Spirit today. On right where you are, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Say, I receive it by faith today. I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit by faith today. I receive the Holy Spirit by faith today. Baptize me in your Spirit today. Father, I pray right now, Jesus, I pray that you'd fill all of my brothers and sisters right now with the Holy Spirit. I pray that you'd fill every one of my brothers and sisters in here from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Fill them fresh. Fill them with the genuine Holy Spirit of God the same way as in the book of Acts. You don't love them any more than you loved us here today. Here on the day of Pentecost, fill them from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet with the Holy Spirit, I pray today.